Good afternoon. This is Wednesday, May 20th, 2020. I would like to welcome all of my St. Paul's Lutheran Church family that has joined in for this Bible study, as well as others. And please remember to share this Bible study with as many people as you would like, because when God's Word is sent out, it never returns empty. Now let us begin in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Peace be with you. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father and most merciful God, we thank you for your covenant promises you made with your people, and you have made with us through your Son, Jesus Christ. We ask that you give each of us courage to follow Jesus and to love our neighbor as ourselves in this new, unfamiliar environment. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. The opening paragraph I'm about to read are, are partly my words, but mostly Tim Mackey's uh, that I borrowed from a podcast he did at Bible Project. During COVID-19, we have all had to let go of some kinds of hopes or plans that we had for spring or summer. Many people have lost their jobs or even a loved one, and these kinds of losses are traumatic. They threaten our sense of stability in life. They threaten our sense of safety, and a world that used to feel very familiar starts to feel foreign. We begin to feel like strangers in our own lives and homes. Jesus was born into a family that knew this feeling very well. He was an Israelite, which was a people group that had experienced many traumatic disruptions throughout their history. The Israelites were once dislocated slaves in Egypt, and after coming into the land that was promised Abraham and living there for centuries, Babylon came to conquer their land and carried many Israelites away as captives into exile. These devastating losses forced God's people to ask, where is God first of all, and how are we supposed to be faithful to God and follow him in these new circumstances? And maybe, is it possible that God's purposes for the world have just gone off track? Those are really good questions, and they're honest questions. And as it turns, God's promises had not gone off track. I don't know about you, but something like this feeling has been happening to me over the last couple of months. I was really used to my life. I had a certain way of working, of doing church, of living in my neighborhood, and along with all of you, all of that just ground to a halt. And so we are all sitting here wondering, what is a new kind of normal going to be like? It's likely that some parts of our cities and neighborhoods and some part of our homes might not be the same for a really long time. And that's sad, but it also places us alongside many generations of God's people who have also lost a world or a life that they loved, and this made them feel like exiles in their own home. And this kind of loss forces us to trust God in new ways. It forces us to imagine new ways of following Jesus in the world that has all of a sudden become unfamiliar again. 
So the scripture readings I've chosen invite us into the story of God's people who faced the same kind of disruption in their lives. So let's allow the story of God's love that has come to us through Jesus give us wisdom and hope and to give us new imaginations for what God might be up to in our strange new world. Near the end of chapter 6 in the book of John, a lot of Jesus' followers were deserting him. He turned to his disciples and said, Will you leave me too? Peter answered him, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. We have come to believe and know that you are the Holy One of God. And yes, I do believe Tim Mackey's correct when he says we've been exiled from our normalcy. During this pandemic-caused exile, I'm sure at some time or another, we have all asked the question that Peter asked, Lord, to whom shall we go? The Bible is a unique, wonderful, epic, unified story that leads to Jesus Christ. In this story are many examples of God's faithfulness. Let's explore a few today and ponder on what that might mean for us during this time of uneasiness. This will also help us to grow into our church's vision of learning, loving, living God's Word. Let's consider the promise that God made to Noah and his family. And this will come from a reading in Genesis chapter 9, verses 8 through 13. Then God said to Noah and to his sons with him, I now establish my covenant with you and with your descendants after you, and with every living creature that was with you, the birds, the livestock, and all the wild animals, all those that came out of the ark with you, every, every living creature on earth, I establish my covenant with you. Never again will all life be destroyed by the waters of a flood. Never again will there be a flood to destroy the earth. And God said, this is the sign of the covenant I am making between me and you and every living creature with you. A covenant for all generations to come. I have set my rainbow in the clouds. And it will be a sign of the covenant between me and the earth. You know, several days ago, I saw many pictures that people had posted of a beautiful rainbow uh, on, on social media. And it reminded me of God's promise to Noah and his family. And he is still honoring that promise today. Let's next explore the promise that God made to Abraham. When Abraham was 75 years old, God asked him, to venture to a strange new land that God would show him. So he agreed, and he took his wife Sarah with him and his nephew Lot. This reading can be found in Genesis chapter 12, verses 1 through 3. The Lord had said to Abram, Go from your country, your people, and your father's household to the land I will show you. I will make you into a great nation, and I will bless you, and I will make your name great, and you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and whoever curses you, I will curse, and all the peoples on earth will be blessed through you. 
So we know Abraham was 75 years old when God invited him to visit a strange new land. God also promised him that he would bless him with a large family that would turn into a great nation. If we viewed Abraham's life and God's promise to him as a movie, we have just looked at two of the highlight reels. Exploring God's word is much more than just highlight reels. There are also outtakes, and in Abraham's case, there were many. Consider the fact that Abraham went through famine in Egypt, encountered Pharaoh's anger. He and his nephew Lot were split up. He went through a name change from Abram to Abraham. And as a side note on the name change, Abram meant exalted father, and Abraham meant father of many. He also went through circumcision at an old age. He had an affair with his wife's maidservant. He rescued his nephew Lot. And he was put to the ultimate test when he was asked to sacrifice his own son Isaac. He endured much in the hundred years from the time God invited him to a strange new land until he died. But throughout it all, God remained faithful. Next, I would ask you to consider the Israelites and their 400 years of exile in Egypt, where they were enslaved by Pharaoh. If you just viewed the highlight reels of the exodus from Egypt and the entrance to the promised land, it would not reveal the struggles and the failings the Israelites endured for 40 years. The Mosaic Covenant had its foundation in the Ten Commandments that God gave the Israelite people as a gift of guidance. The examples of the Israelites' unfaithfulness are too many to mention, but the fact that God remained faithful to them should give us hope in our uncertain times. Now let's consider David's covenant, God's covenant with David. The next reading is what God asked Nathan the prophet to say to David. And the reading comes from 2 Samuel chapter 7, verses 8 through 12. Now then, tell my servant David, this is what the Lord Almighty says. I took you from the pasture, from tending the flock, and appointed you ruler over my people. I have been with you wherever you have gone, and I have cut off all your enemies from before you. Now I will make your name great like the names of the greatest men on earth, and I will provide a place for my people Israel and will plant them so they have a home of their own and no longer be disturbed. Wicked people will not oppress them anymore as they did at the beginning and have done ever since the time I appointed leaders over my people Israel. I will also give you rest from your enemies the Lord declares to you that the Lord himself will establish a house for you when your days are over and you rest with your ancestors. I will raise up your offspring to succeed you, your own flesh and blood, and I will establish his kingdom. Now the highlight moments for David would be from shepherd to giant slayer to king. But 
As we know, these three highlights don't reveal all of the lows that David experienced in his life. The common thread is the never-changing love of God and perfection, protection he afforded David. He was with him every step of the way. Now finally, let's consider the covenant of Christ. Listen to this reading from Hebrews 9, chapter 15. For this reason, Christ is the mediator of a new covenant, that those who are called may receive the promised eternal inheritance, now that he has died as a ransom to set them free from the sins committed under the first covenant. This is the ultimate promise from God through Christ. We are reminded of this covenant covenant every time we partake of the bread and the wine. We are invited into an eternal inheritance and a forgiveness of sins through Christ our Savior. During times like this, it's easy for us to feel sorry for ourselves and think back on only the glorious highlight reels of biblical characters. To say everything is relevant would be an understatement. One thing for sure, God is faithful, loving, and ever-present in our lives. Even today, during the time of pandemic, social distancing, and in some cases, quarantine. We all need to keep in mind that everyone reacts differently during these times. We are all God's children and should respect each other. Jesus invites us to do that through his two greatest commandments found in God's word in the book of Matthew, chapter 23, verses 37 and 38. Jesus replied, Love your Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment, and the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. I would pray that God continues to bless us all in these times, even if we don't recognize the blessings until after the fog of this season is gone. Go in peace. Serve the Lord.